everyone! Welcome to a special episode of Even Footing Games Presents Babies and Broadswords. I am Jason. Babies and Broadswords. Wait, Babies and Broadswords. And Broadswords. Isn't that Babies and Broadswords. Haven't we been done with that? We. This is the last thing we're ever. We're, we're never going to talk about Babies and Broadswords again. Oh, finally. Until. Un next time we until talk until the next time we talk about again. babies and broadswords, but this is the this is the official end of season one, and we thought it might be fun to answer some questions from the audience, from the folks on Discord, from ourselves under fake names. So, Aaron, that out. <laughs> not that part out loud, Jason. You've got a list of questions. I do. Well, let's right get right into it, shall we? Okay, sure thing. Um, so this was the absolute first question sent in to us by Sherry Shunter. Mm. And Sherry Sounds would like, like to know, Sherry would like to know what happened to Blackjack, Jason? Blackjack was the, the cat, the singing, dancing cat who, uh, uh, was that played by? It, oh, it was played uh, by Carrie Hunter. By Carrie oh, Hunter. Oh, right, right. And who, who was that the question? Sherry Shunter. Sherry Shunter. Completely yeah. different person. Totally different person. Blackjack uh, was well-loved by the animatronic children. She ended up uh, becoming not only the most loved cat in the underground, but one of the most acclaimed community theater directors that hey. the city had ever known. You know, once once wow. she rediscovered her love of, of the theater uh, and was able to do some real avant-garde stuff. No no more no more Broadway classics for her. No, no, no. She really was she really extended out, uh, did, did a lot of uh, of sort of Brechtian German expressionism that played real well um with the animatronic children who were her crew and actors. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Germans, uh, I'm mm. going to skip around a little bit because this was literally sent to us by more than one person. <laughs> so everyone wants to know, will, uh, and and this is obviously much to Lee's chagrin, but will Jason, you, will you be bringing back Germain the German? <laughs> Germain the Germain German? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hello everyone. Uh, I I I think I've already know uh, who I'm going to be playing in season two of Even Putting Games <laughs> presents Advanced Babies and Broadswords, and I've pretty much already made up my mind on that. One. So yes, I think Jermaine the German will be back. Vel, <laughs> hello! I can't wait to play with everyone again. Okay, so this one we've done a lot for Jason. And so this one is for everybody else but Jason. Fair. Gina, who is one of our patrons, thank you, Gina. Thank you, Gina. Asks, thank uh, you. what aspect of yourself is the most similar to your real personality? Of your character was most similar to your real personality, and what was the most different? Who wants to start us off? I'll go ahead and start us off. I, I um, Jocko is a baby version of a D and D character that I've been playing through four separate stories and he's now 10th level. I actually played him right before we started this recording mm. and his name is Jocko. So Ignatius is just a little Jocko and um, both of the characters are really just me. I mean, there's not a lot of difference there. Troublemakers, 
goofball, like to sing, like to be the the one handing out the jokes, wanting to to play tricks on everyone. Wants Always to be a southern gentleman. He's got a million stupid voices, and he's got a million stupid costumes. So it's not not very different, except for I have to wear pants. And kids, you know, he doesn't wear pants because he's a cartoon cat. And he's, he wears his coat, so he doesn't wear pants because of that. So not everyone should go without pants. Not everyone. That's just Jimmy. Jimmy is trying to be a part of our society. We live in the society. I am. Mm-hmm. And I wear my pants. I wish I didn't have to like Jocko and uh, Ignatius, but, you know, things well, are different for us. Things you do in the privacy of your own home. I'm not wearing pants now. It's very uh, late oh. at night when we're recording this, and so no judgment. <laughs> Everybody's tired and wants to go to bed. Hey, Jack, what about Thwompkins? What's the most like you? What's the most not like you about Thwompkins? Well, I do like to go around and saying, hi, I'm Jack. No, <laughs> no uh, with Thwompkins, um, it's, it's, it's fun because I usually am like a, very much like a try to be a person that like tries to listen to people and tries to understand people and reason with people. And I'm not very big on like confrontation much. So just like the whole like hugging and the fact that Thwompkins just wants to be friends with everybody is kind of like a more juvenile version of, you know, kind of how I want to go about doing things socially, how I wish maybe more <laughs> I could. And I guess the thing that's least unlike Thompkins, I mean, I don't turn into stone during timeouts. Uh, um, no, he just tr- cries uncontrollably during timeouts. <laughs> Why did you bring that up, Jimmy? I told you not bring that up. Be cool, be um, cool. Be cool. Um... I'm really not sure what would be the least likely thing for Thompkins. I guess, if anything, I'm a lot more cynical. <laughs> Thompkins doesn't have a cynical, cynical bone in his little body. What about you, Lee and Dubella? I definitely think that the thing that I brought to Dubella would be more like her, her teamwork, I guess, and her... Wanting to get along and meet new people and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really make her very much like me because I usually with role playing games I don't like to play people that are that much like me because that's kind of boring. I have to be me every day. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I did, that. yeah, I did, uh, I did do that, and um, I did, I do tend to fall into some general stereotypes for myself of like wanting to learn stories and listen to different things that people have to say and um, wanting to learn everyone's background. So I, I would say those things are definitely most like myself. Uh, things that are different. I don't really steal that much in real life anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't steal either. Yeah. Oh, someone was one of those teenagers, huh? Oh, so the, the the fungal infection in your cleared up? Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all gone. Uh, I don't have any fungus in my head, but uh, I, on a much you more do you still like... have the red balloon, right? <laughs> I do in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget about it. Definitely. Cover props. 
But yeah, she. I mean, she's got grabby fingers, and I, I don't really steal, so that one, I guess. <laughs> she's greedy. Um, I think that for, I don't. I I'm kind of of the opinion that you are not. You are always playing with aspects of yourself when you are playing with characters, and I think that for Henry, I kind of, uh, just kind of gave him no filter. Like he was just kind of like a, a greedy kid like i don't think he had a he was really bad or anything he just wanted what he wanted and so i think that i was trying to play a child (laughs) and um nailed it (laughs) uh yeah i was just trying to play like a kid that wasn't maybe as i would definitely have been a, a child who was more in tune with other people's feelings and more empathetic. But I think that we all have that side of like, you know, that like, if you could get your way, that's how you would do it. And I think that Henry just kind of falls into that. <laughs> he did. And like he just, he just <laughs> doesn't think twice about it. He wants the cookies. He's going to grab the cookies. And Henry actually rubbed off on uh, my character a little bit on Ignatius because Henry was my best friend, so I tried to emulate, tried to pick things to emulate, and that was the best stuff. Like, oh, I'm going to get what I want, you know, especially once, you know, it, not to talk about a sore spot, but once the sister goes away, then that comes out of me because of Henry, mm-hmm. because Henry became my best friend. And it was mm-hmm. it was cool to have that character development. I th- and I think also that Henry was trying to be like Ignatius, which is why he started calling himself majestic and like just trying to be cooler than he ever, like, cause he wasn't, but he really wanted Ignatius to think he was cool. Oh, Ignatius knows that Henry is cool. Uh, this question was sent in by Teresa and thank you. Teresa. I'm going to, I'm going to, Put it no, the Teresa for real. Like this was an actual question. <laughs> thank you, Teresa. Thank you, thank oh, you, yeah. Teresa. <laughs> um, the double I'm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, real I'm Teresa. I'm going to give this one to Jack, and oh. that is, when can I buy a T-shirt? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun thing. Um, I have been setting up a Redbubble site with a bunch of merch and a bunch of art from the book and art that myself and Allie have done where I've been as of this recording I've been in the middle of making it and um yeah I mean I know already a couple shirts have been up a first one put up because I I I had a little selfish moment it was uh uh it was was a Thwompkin shirt of course with uh, with a do do, do, do you need a hug I, I had to um, there is a nice uh, poop monster shirt that says, uh, be careful where you sit. <laughs> and also monster. the Even Footy Games logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's well, not made of poop. Let's be clear. Um, but he I do put, you know, just swims in it. On him. We're definitely putting up one for, you know, each one of the babies and then some. Very nice. Um, okay, so this one is from Alex, who is a patron. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Alex. Alex wants to know how does our team handle creative differences of opinion? Cage Matt. Who wants to take that? One opinion leaves. 
<laughs> yeah, Kate, all, all, all opinions enter yeah. one opinion leaves <laughs> pretty much it's the Thunderdome <laughs> yeah Discord is our Thunderdome we call it the Thunderdome to be quite honest we vote on a lot of things yeah, if, yeah. I mean anything that is like like we we talk things out but if it if anything gets contentious we just put it to a vote and there are enough of us that usually we can determine a a winning side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Jason goes up to the highest hill with a torch and starts yelling. He's like, oh, I am the loudest. My <laughs> voice will be heard. I have the high ground. <laughs> All ideas are mine. Yep. I mean, yeah, sometimes I'll just... I, I definitely have more leeway as far as babies and broadswords is concerned to just kind of do stuff and say that's law now but but i think we all try to jason i think we all i think we do all try to be equitable yeah just do what i say yeah i think we we do try to be very equitable with our ideas and um and very very rarely does the uh does uh, you know the person not go along with the consensus you know but we we trust in each other to know that if the majority of the group says yeah it's a good idea or not a good idea then they're probably right I mean, um, we're all pretty good at understanding the fact that we're all coming at things with different viewpoints mm-hmm, and different mm-hmm. perspectives. And just as long as we can articulate our viewpoints and perspectives and understand that, there can it's pretty easy to reach a consensus. Mm-hmm. Just as long as no yeah. one's like, you know, this needs more cowbell. And, of course, we're all going to agree that it needs more cowbell. <laughs> yes, of course there, it needs more cowbell. But, you know, there might be someone who's like, I, I, don't, I don't like cowbell. Last you time know. I checked, there wasn't that much cowbell in our in our book. <laughs> is, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play the heck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Between myself I need more cowbell. and everybody else in the service. Hot take! Nah, but the general concept is like, you know, if someone has a problem with cowbell, we put in cowbell, but then we ask that person, hey, what's up? Is it something we can work with? Something, you know, we need to understand? Mm-hmm. And we go with it. I honestly oh. don't think we've run into that many creative differences. Not really. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's pretty think difficult so. when it comes to like babies. You know, it's all pretty fun and and well, silly. So. It was always uh, when you know, no killing babies. That was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we all we, like, when we when we get to something, it's like that's obvious. You know, I do remember pretty pretty early on in writing the book, I said to Jason. That we needed to get rid of a line for the from the book, and I knew it was going to break his heart, and it broke my heart a little bit too. But in the book, it said that the the super pokey stick was good for poking dead bodies, and I made him take it out. <laughs> oh, I think that was good. <laughs> it was a quality line. I'm going to be honest, but like we were going for you know all ages, and I didn't think that that was super appropriate. Little kids you- see dead things. You've obviously never been a kid or around a kid with either a dead thing or a stick before, because that's what you do. I definitely was not a kid things. with a stick poking dead things. Mm. Yeah, you pick it up with a stick. I think it also helps that we have pretty defined roles. Yeah, I'm not going to fight with Jack over art. No. <laughs> I mean, you can. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, you're. I, I still have to listen. Fist the cuffs. <laughs> I don't like your tweed, sir. <laughs> Jack, I'm sorry. Your brushwork in this is terrible, and mine would be so much better. Table flip. Your shadow preferences are terrible. 
I don't know any of these words that I'm you're, saying. You're cheerless. You just. <laughs> it's real enough that you're, my heart's yeah. breaking. You're great. You just hit him in a sweet word. spot with that one. Yeah. All right. You got uh, some more questions? Yeah, dude. The other made up? Yeah. Both. Nice. Pinky Finkelstein wants to know where did Estevam get to? Pinky Finkelstein? Yeah. Estevam is a real name. Yeah. Rocky, of course, did have to leave to focus on a different project because right. we didn't have time and we all have, uh, you know, regular lives that sometimes don't, you know, make, don't have enough time for the extras. Mm -hmm. And we understand mm -hmm. that. But somebody, Pinky, Pinky wants to know, where did Estevam go? What's he I, doing? I think Estevam is back in Rusty Rails, and he's probably contentedly uh, sucking on bloody rags from the uh, from the and from the tailor's shop. Beautiful, yeah. and, and just just the beautiful mane. Yeah, yeah. Did he start a blood bank? <laughs> yeah, he started a blood blood bank in Rusty Rails, and uh, and blood and, drive. And it's he and decimal uses. He and Doug. Get, knew there was something shady about Doug. Get all all the necessary uh, body what? parts to the necessary places <laughs> in the underground. That sounds quite oh, useful. Doug, I knew Doug was dark. I knew very he was useful. He's helping with medical He's needs. Very... <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't like Doug. I love Doug. I love oh. Doug. Oh. Oh, no. I absolutely love Doug. Okay, so this question is from Aaron, because I want to know. Uh, so, was Cindy with an I always supposed to be a secret scamier, or did that change when Invisible Grandpa became our big bad? Uh, yeah, that changed. That, that changed actually, oh, maybe a couple episodes before the end of the season. I needed a twist. I needed something big. And I realized, oh, boy, I, I kind of forgot about Cindy altogether. So, yeah, it was just, uh, it just kind of came to make her the, the, the last scamier. It, and I, I, I think it was a good twist. I felt like it worked. I, th I thought I, it was I think great. It, I think um, it coalesced nicely. But, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, born out of Invisible Grandpa becoming the big bad. Absolutely. Yeah. And the last question was from Katie. Thank you, Katie, for your question. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Right. Katie. How did everyone feel about being in a long-term campaign without leveling up? Ooh. Did you feel Ooh. frustrated? I like or, that question. Good um, question. Yeah. I will say, oh, if I start, I'm going to say that um, First order. Because of the stuff that we are constantly getting and that it always is changing, it always feels fresh to me. Like I'm always trying to think of new ways to use the the stuff, the the cookies, the underwear, the, you know, whatever we happen to have. It always seems like I'm doing things differently. So and I don't even feel like I was using my three abilities that much mm -hmm. when you make use of your stuff. Mm -hmm. So I did not feel hampered by not leveling up. Yeah, I didn't either. I um, There's a lot of RPGs where you don't level up that are more, uh, they're less about, you know, killing things or, so it, it, it was just more 
of the same. There's a lot of older games, especially like back in the 80s and 90s that we played that weren't level up systems. And this this is actually more dynamic than those games ever were back then. So, and if you have a good storyteller and a good cast and you're just role playing, I mean, the stats are there to facilitate when there's a question and we just get to keep role playing. And that was the fun of it. So I didn't miss leveling up or anything like that at all. My favorite systems nowadays are pretty much narrative heavy, where leveling up is almost not a thing or very minuscule, where it more just gives you more narrative options rather than like gameplay options. So yeah, it was definitely not a not a problem for me. I, I very much enjoy it rather than being like, hey, my character magically suddenly knows this thing. Now it's 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 awkward sometimes to be like, hey, where'd my character just learn that spell from? Where'd my character just learn that thing? Why my character suddenly be proficient in this one thing? Nope, it's everything happened organically. We got the knacks when we got merit of sense to make the knacks, the perks, you know, it all made sense just when it happened. And that was great. And, you know, Jason did an amazing job of making it feel like we got things when we should, when it when it made sense to. Yeah, I mean, in a way, we did level up as much as babies do in Babies and Broadswords. We, we did get different knacks and we did get different abilities and yes, like Aaron said, the, the items that we have are, are different ways of doing things. When you're in a narrative system like this, it's just, just does, it makes more sense to use those items in a narrative sense instead of just getting new abilities and stuff like that through um, a, a traditional level. So I don't, I don't punch any better all of a sudden. It just know how to use this gas lamp somehow now so. uh the so, poor lamp that's the biggest casualty in the whole that campaign was, that was sad when that lamp went mm. she worked so hard I, I felt like there was so much lead up to that lamp it took <laughs> so long broke. for you to assemble and then it was gone it like Biggest broke casualty. immediately, and then I yeah. lost it later. <laughs> and then the full the kids. The thwomp kids did not destroy it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's still in there. It's still in the floorboards. That's right. My so, telltale so lamp. You can go back and dig up the floor on the third floor and find the lamp. You can hear the, the flint clicking over <laughs> and over. <laughs> and there was a mysterious fire one day at Lady Chastity's. No one knows where it, where it started, except for maybe around the third floor. No one knows the cause. Certainly not the first mysterious fire lady chastities, and it won't be the last. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah, fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think fan, on the back of the book, Jimmy? it... <laughs> on the back of the book, it does say that uh, that we are giving our inner children permission to burn it down, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we we had to live up to some of that, even if it took us till the last episode to bring out the broadsword and whatnot. Hey, Gotta live I up mean, to those promises. That's what it's there for. Excalibur! I, I, I remember when I came on the team, because I came on the team kind of late, I was like, so where's the broadswords? <laughs> Low did I know that I would be getting one. <laughs> it's a metaphor, okay? <laughs> for sharp, pointy things that kids for, shouldn't have. And good alliteration. And alliteration. Mostly the alliteration. Mostly the alliteration. I'm just illiterate. Think, I don't even think there was a, a a sword until Jack was like, 
Where's the sword, though? Really? Where's the sword? Yeah, it was like. <laughs> but seriously, well, that's guys. because I wanted right, to draw. I wanted sword. to. I wanted to draw a sword for babies. <laughs> I wanted to draw a sword for babies. That was it. That was the. That was the pure thing. Like and I didn't care if it was a. I knew you did. had to get the sword. I, I didn't care if it was like a Fisher Price sword or a wooden sword. I I didn't care. I just wanted to draw a sword for babies. I didn't care if it was made out of like a bunch of cobbled up, melted together rubber duckies. I mean, that's not a bad idea. You know, Jack, you can just draw stuff whenever you want. You don't have to, to wait for one of us to, 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 to tell you. Yeah, that, yeah but, you know. but but I get I get praise from you guys when oh, it's something okay. babies related. I get the pat on the head and a cookie. And just be like, praise me. Praise me. Praise me. <laughs> Witness me. God, that's one of my favorite quotes ever from an anime. Just a character being like, I feel like being praised today. Sounds like it. Uh, so, guys, those are the questions I have. Before those were we... some fantastic questions. I mean, I got a question for Jason. Sure, Jack. Let's hear your question for Jason. What was the storyline before I completely derailed it? What was the finale going to be working up towards? <laughs> the original finale was that you guys were all going to be fighting your way back to home base, uh, to back to the orphanage where you could get the super cooties medication. And the nose miners were going to be a rival, originally going to be a rival gang that was, that was trying to take over the orphanage. Uh, so they were going to have a much bigger storyline. So in the end, it was going to be kind of your gang versus their gang for control of the orphanage. Uh, and the plan was that regardless of who won that fight, Lady Chastity's ghost was going to come and kind of wreak havoc on whatever was left. So it was going. It was going to be a a, a, a two parter. A Deus Ex Machina in the in in the worst way at the end. You know, you're standing in the rubble, and then this ghost comes out of nowhere and, and runs roughshod. That was the plan. Well, it's a good thing you derailed it. Yeah, I like this one better. <laughs> well, and also we were supposed to get to the enclave, the convoy envoy envelope, like the second way or sooner. third episode. <laughs> Well, the whole the whole thing was was it was supposed to be the warriors. It was you you get to the enclave, you get blamed for the Cindy, and then you you it's the long journey back home. Like that was that was supposed to be the big thing. It was it was getting it was facing tribulations to get back home. Once you were back home, you would be you know once you're back on your turf, things are okay, and it just it. You know, so we were completely we, we, the opposite of that. We 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 completely derailed his uh, parody. Yeah, yeah. Well, my homage. Yeah, your homage. Well, I mean, we still I still very, no, no, I no, still very good. much liked what we got in. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. And I thought it was fun to just you know do something back with the whole you know, oh Thompkins, I got your name. <laughs> you know? I'm I'm not at all disappointed with the way things went. Not at all. And was it did it did end up being a better story. Wait, nope. but what's that in your background? Is that a dartboard with my face on it? No. <laughs> you can see that? I'll wear my background next time. Go. I'm not taking whole blame on that one, but <laughs> I did. I did summon the guy. No, it has no, nothing it worked. to do with the babies and broadswords campaign. It's fine. Yeah, that's just that's that's totally. Oh, personal, that's because but... of my shadows. That's because my shadow. That's <laughs> yeah, because of your shadow work. <laughs> no, I, I I think it was. Uh, I think the ending 
but it would work well. I'm happy with how things ended. From and a narrative, a lot of times, from a yeah. from a story perspective, mm-hmm. and that's one of the great things about more narrative heavy games is a lot of times the players more dictate the ending more than the GM sometimes. Oh yeah, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. As long as everyone's having fun. Anybody else have any questions? No, I think that's it. So, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this last uh, rules talk of season one of Babies and Broadswords. Thank you, everyone, who sent in questions, both real and imaginary. Thank you, people, both real and imaginary, who gave us those questions. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Pinky Finkelstein is Pinky Finkelstein is factual. Sherry Shunter, real name. Real person. But, real person. Real person, real name. Fake name, real person. So even footing games, we'll still be presenting games. Uh, so stick with us. The podcast will be uh, changing formats and games, but we are still coming back like we usually do. So stick with us. Uh, but from all of us here at Even Footing Presents Babies and Broadswords, we'll see you next time, whenever next time is. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.